When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Taking you behind the curtain, it's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ramin Karimo is starring on Broadway now in one of the most awaited for revivals, the one and only Funny Girl at the August Wilson Theater. And he plays one of all of our favorite roles. He is... The gorgeous gambler, the con man, yet he's got a heart and a sensitive soul. He's the one and only Nicky Arnstein, and we're so happy you're back on Broadway, and I'm sure you're getting a big kick out of it too, although eight shows is a lot. I have to say it's great to be back, but it's one of the most fulfilling roles I've got to play, so although eight shows a week is you know, quite the commitment for any role. It's, it's a, it's a joy. I'm, I'm just having a blast every night and uh, really grateful to be part of it. Right. Well, I'm really glad. And it was interesting when I was reading all the background that before you got this role, Barbara Streisand was working, was she working in London? And she asked you to sing a duet with her, which was rather extraordinary anyway and that's before all this started happening that's correct it was within like it was just a, a call out of the blue from our director richard jay and uh he said barbara wants to sing with you and it was so surreal that it was you couldn't even comprehend it and there i was rehearsing with her uh with barb and lionel richie was hanging out with us i'm like what is You're happening kidding. Right <laughs> and the that's stories right. they were telling I'm, i remember thinking to myself Please don't look my way because I have no no antidote to add to, the, to your story about Otis Redding and the Temptations right now. Just let me listen. <laughs> and then within, I know. after singing with Barb in, in Hyde Park, it was probably within three to four weeks later, I get this offer for Nikki Arnstein. I was like, oh, that's what a what, yeah, a, what a coincidence. Yeah. You know, but you didn't even have to audition. I mean, even the biggest stars audition, but obviously they were watching you and this was it. Who knows? Um, you know, I'm never above auditioning, but if there's a way of not doing it, great, because my nerves always get the better of me. So it worked out but perfect. Every and, um, actor. Yeah. I'm just glad they had that faith in me to uh, hopefully be delivering the story of Nicky Arnstein every night in, in Funny Girl. And was Beanie Feldstein cast in it already when they uh, approached you? I don't believe she was then, but then everything got uh, pulled together, sort of sidelined as well because of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I just, to be honest, I just thought the whole production may have folded by that point because so much time had passed and I ended up doing some other things in other productions. And then when they said, oh, we're going to do it again, it's coming. Beanie Feldstein's Fanny Bryce. I was like, that's fantastic. What a great choice that is. And then everything moved very quickly at that point, And here we are, thankfully. 
Right. And you had done a lot of theater, Phantom, which I read when you were a kid or young, very young. You had seen that so many times. You were like obsessed with that. And it then, was of course, like, we... yeah, it was like education. I, I, Cole Milkinson, who was the Phantom, had such a unique voice. The story was phenomenal for those were my years between 12 and maybe 17 that I kept frequenting the show in Toronto. Because I remember thinking, I want to do that. That looks like fun. <laughs> Well, which is interesting. How old were you before everyone recognized, like your family, school, friends, that you were gifted with this incredible voice? Well, it's very kind of you saying that, but it's something I I didn't really share too much. In high school, my friends only knew me when I was in rock band. So I, oh. I think hopefully they enjoyed watching that, but I don't think anyone thought there's a sing. singer. Who knows? Because it's something I never really considered either. I didn't, when I thought I want to play the Phantom or be in shows, I never thought I want to sing those shows. I want to be those characters. I wanted to act those characters. Singing was just something you had to do to play those characters. I never thought about it as go be a singer. So when did I'm a singer hit you, whether you wanted it or not? To be honest, I don't know if it has hit me. All I know is these roles require me to sing, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy, you know, telling the story of Nikki Arnstein, playing that arc every night. And music is just an extension of the emotion. That's the way I see it. I don't think I'm at all uh, an established singer or a prolific singer or even necessarily a good one. I'm just, I enjoy singing from the heart. And these characters, sometimes words aren't enough. So they put their body, they put sound, and, you know, it's another I mean, way of have expressing. to sing it. Yeah, but you're a really interesting Nikki because we're sort of torn with Nikki. You know, is he's not a bad guy, you know. He he really loves a beanie. He loves Fanny Bryce. But he does Absolutely. all these things, but there's something about him that touches your heart, and that's the way you've developed him. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad you say that. Obviously, Nikki Arnstein in real life was a, a bit of a different cat. And, you know, yeah. it, it would be a different conversation if we were playing that story. But the Nikki Arnstein in Funny Girl that the audience sees, I, I think you're absolutely spot on with your assessment of him. You know, he was sure he probably uh, had, a, had a darker circle of friends or co colleagues around him, but he was doing the best he knew with what he knew. And he certainly genuinely loved Fanny Bryce and I think he he found an authenticity in her and what she brought to his life that no money no facade none of that could buy and I think that's ultimately what he probably couldn't handle in the long run but he was you know I think he was a good guy Flawed. yeah well you made you made him a good guy and you made us all care about him oh that's you know amazing. and even when you leave the show you want to know what happened, you know, it, more than what we were left with. Like, what happened to this guy whom we became attached to, uh, as we did to Fanny during those few hours in the theater? Well, that's the magic part of theater, you know. And then you with that great big voice, too, that sort of knocks it out of the box. And I bet he was not an easy character to develop. You had a really put a lot into this guy yeah it was a difficult process but it's something because beanie was so great to work alongside every day 
And then you have people like Jane Lynch in the room and obviously Michael Mayer directing you. You kind of, every day I thought, okay, today it didn't work. Let's see what tomorrow brings. And it's the first time I try not to beat myself up or uh, sprint for results. Every day I knew we had a long rehearsal process, a long technical process. So I thought, you know, use the time and just see what happens organically. Every day me and Beanie would go over the scenes and new things would happen. And it took some time and I would still find myself internally get frustrated with myself, but I kept having talks and just saying, give yourself grace, give yourself time. This will come. And, uh, and I, I kind of want to always have that mentality, even because I think that's what keep it fresh over the year or however long we're in the show. And uh, right. every night becomes its own unique interpretation of them. Yeah, and you know, I kept wondering, because we were in the pandemic, we're still in the pandemic, but it's a little bit different now. But the auditions and everything were probably over Zoom in the beginning. Well, I, yeah, luckily I didn't. Although you didn't have was, to do that. No, and I, I've heard stories of people doing that, and I just, my hat's off to them, because Zoom for me, I can't stand it anyways, because I love human contact, and also... The line goes down, so I don't know how people did that, but it's amazing that we were able to do that to keep the industry going as best they could. And uh, thankfully, here we are able to do it in the room, live, and have an audience now. Right, and an audience that goes crazy. They, can you believe they that? Love, yeah, I can, because I was there. And they just, and they're talking about it at intermission, and they're all excited about it. But you know, Theatre's back, and theater, of course, is the heart of our town, and that's what draws people here, and we can't ever forget it. And Funny Girl is one of the great musicals. So we all are in love with the story and with every and with everything in it. So, and that's and, but your you family, yeah, but your family is uh, still in London, right? Or did they move to New York? No, we've, they stayed in London one. because, as you know, with this industry, you never know what's around the corner. So exactly. I, as a father, I'd rather keep my my children and my wife in our family home before I will see what happens in the next sort of like calendar year or whatnot before we, uh -huh. we think of uprooting our foundation. But England's, England's our home. Whether I make right. America my, a second home is yet to be well, seen. That's but that's okay. You can. Yeah. You can do both. Yeah. Did they come in for the opening? My wife did. So she was here for the last four days and sadly has returned back to England, but she loved it. She had a great time. I bet. You know, and New York was just waking up and she was here for good things during a good part, which is great. Yeah, it's good to see the city getting its identity back. You know, we just need them all the rest of the theaters filling up with shows and people and uh, get the it's spirit starting. back. No, yeah, it's starting absolutely. and a lot of shows are opening again and people are coming back to Times Square. So, and this show, this is one of my favorite shows. I love Funny Girl. It's got a great cast. And even if you saw it many, many years ago, this is different. And that's what you have mm -hmm. to remember. Every time you see a Broadway show, you're seeing something new. And absolutely. Funny Girl's at the August Wilson Congratulations to you. Enjoy thank the run, you. and I look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Uh, thank you so much, Joan. Take care. 
My pleasure. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. And of course, we have lots more ahead.